checked out Tetris. Yeah, because you recommended it, and actually a lot of people were just like, it's just a good movie, you should watch it, and um, and it was obviously... And you obviously, absolutely hated it. And I despised it. No, it, in fact, it felt like a breath of fresh air because it's weird, this, this brands as movies thing... Mm-hmm. hasn't been here for that long and yet it feels like it's been here for a decade now and mm-hmm. i'm kind of like oh wow i'm very very tired of this it's like it's only been like half a year that these yeah. things have been rolling out and with tetris directed by john s baird starring taron edgerton it felt more like a like a and you said this when you talked about it it feels like a spy thriller yeah more than it does like a like a like a boardroom meeting type of film like air is that's all all air is is a boardroom meeting type of film yeah tetris is like oh he's going to the ussr he's coming back they're getting on planes they're 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 trying to like duck people and be unseen and try and get into room it's like it is it feels like more of a film, like a narrative mm-hmm. movie, which I liked. Who knows how much of this is accurate? I don't really know. I don't really care, to be quite honest, because it just kind of like grabbed me and had my attention the whole time. Yeah. And while I don't think it's like perfect, it is so much more satisfying than something even like Air was to me because of that sense of finality at the end. Like when he's on the plane and you're like, oh, wow, okay. Like this yeah. feels like a... This feels closer to like Orgo than something yeah. like, you know? Um, and I yeah. really liked that. And Taryn is just like absurd. Like his character, I'm like, this is absurd. Like you are crazy right now. You're yeah. going 110% in this. Um, yeah, Toby there's Jones, like a weird, like- <laughs> there's a weird um, legitimacy to his character, but it's also feels like a caricature. Uh, totally. But like, I think that was just that guy was kind of a caricature. So. Right, because like when you go back and he's talking to like Alexi, I'm like, are you even in the same movie? Like you two <laughs> seem like completely like Taron yeah. seems like he's in an SNL sketch sometimes, and um, but I really liked it. You know, is it, it was a nice easy watch. It was really well made. Like it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. The acting is great across the board, and uh, it kind of got me revitalized to this brands as movies thing to be yeah. like, oh, you can do something more. And now I'm really curious to see what Blackberry is because people are saying really good things about blackberry and i'm like oh if this goes even further i'm down i'm down well it's interesting because it's one of those i don't think there was like a conscious effort to be like effort's the wrong word but there wasn't a conscious movement to be like we're gonna start making all of these brand movies yeah i think it just kind of like the industry just kind of pushed that way organically almost totally um and like yeah i think a handful of these are actually just made because they were like, this is a crazy fucking story. Yeah. You know, I mean, flame and hot is like weird, but like, um, wasn't that a fictional story though? Flame and hot. Yeah. I thought that was like, I thought that was fake. No, the true story. It's based on his book. Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Well, regardless, I think they, yeah, I think they took liberties with it, but it's based around a true story either way. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think you're right. Like these were, these scripts have probably been floating around forever, you know? Yeah. And like, <laughs> they just, oh. Barbie's coming. Here we go. So Tetris, oh, not a bad watch. Weird? Is Barbie a product movie? It is, but in a completely different way. Yeah. It's like the Lego movie. Ex- it, yeah. Yes. Quite literally. Um, So yeah, Tetris, not bad. Apple TV. Plus. Excellent. <laughs> Dig it. Dig it. Um, I watched a movie to, to keep with the, the theme i watched a movie you've been telling me to watch for a long time called Ooh. something in the dirt ah uh, yes um by uh my guys uh, uh morehead and benson morehead and benson yeah um 
I love this movie. Isn't it great? <laughs> it's so quiet and like I was talking last week about Biosphere and how it was just two yeah. characters. And I'm like, it's just these two guys. Like, yeah. Save for a couple bodies that walk around a couple times. Like, that's it. Yeah. I laughed out loud when I saw at the end that this was actually them acting in it. I didn't yeah. know that going in. Oh, um, yeah. They're in it's all actually of their the two stuff. of them. Yeah. I mean, this was I don't have much to say other than like it pulled me in right at the beginning. And like. I think there was one point where it got a little more complicated than I was able to follow. But like totally. I would say that's probably almost intentional of like, yeah, we're going to keep pushing it until you're like, what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, what's happening? Um, <laughs> but like great performances, great like essence, um, atmosphere, like yeah. well done. I got to I gotta search out some more of their stuff. Yeah, they're, yeah. Really, they're really interesting guys. And I think that like they have this kind of like almost sci-fi. I mean, it is sci-fi, but it's yeah. like deeply grounded sci-fi in their own kind of world and once you see more of their films like you should check out synchronic and you should check out the endless because they're both going different directions like the endless mm -hmm. is like way more in their style and synchronic is like oh you got netflix money like this is what you're doing with it <laughs> yeah and i like when they do this stuff like this was clearly like a covid production like probably yeah. made for no money they wrote it directed it edited it, and starred in it and probably did a lot of the vfx and like I just, I really, really appreciate that. And yeah, I thought this movie yeah. was great. <laughs> it's, uh, it's what the number 23 wanted to be. Yes. Oh, I um, forgot about that movie. Yeah. That was like, yikes. <laughs> as soon as they started like getting on with like the, um, the math and what, and I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've seen this plot line before. Um, yeah. But yeah, I love this movie. Um, it kept getting, uh, there's another one I want to watch now. Um, hmm that's in that's mentioned in like every letterbox review of uh of something in the dirt where it's like another conspiracy thing um under the silver lake that's what it's called oh dude um, so like i feel like that's uh gotta be on my watch list too oh you gotta watch that's david robert mitchell isn't it oh my god I that movie's so believe, good believe yeah 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 which like if you've seen it follows like the guy has a tone and a style yeah. and under the Silver Lake is supremely underrated. Such a good movie. Um, nice. I'm so glad you watched uh, Something in the Dirt. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. It is. Um, something that was not good stuff. Uh -uh. Uh, I'm worried about Shudder. I'm getting worried about Shudder because it has been As a service. Yes, because it has been a number of months now and maybe even close to a year where they have had something that was good that was a Shutter original. Because I watched mm. a film yesterday uh, that was about an hour and 20 minutes called Quicksand, which, mm -hmm. you know, I was kind of like fall 47 meters down. Like there are these movies that I'm like man against nature that I like a lot because it's sure. just, you can't do it. It's the elements. And I like to see how the filmmaker and the writers put characters through different circumstances and see them come out, of the, come out the other end or not. And this film is literally what you think it is. It is about two people who go hiking, get caught in quicksand in the first 15 minutes, and then you have 55 minutes of them just in quicksand. And that's not just that's not the that's not the icing on the cake. They are two people who are estranged and just bicker the whole time. And like <laughs> it is a movie where oh, you realize no. that they are no longer together and then they go out 
on this adventure together. They get stuck in quicksand, and it's just like this marital issue film wrapped inside of like a Bear Grylls style like survivalist thing, and it is just poorly written, over directed, over acted. Like everything about mm. it is, is just over the top, but also underwhelming because you're like, oh, these people are putting on a real acting, like, I don't want to say a clinic, but like there are tears involved. And I'm like, oh, there's something sure. here. And then it's just two people in a sand pit. And I'm like, I just, there's nothing to grab onto. Both characters mm. are supremely annoying and unlikable to the point where I was like, dude. I was like flipping through. I'm like, are we getting somewhere? Like, can we get somewhere else? Um, in spoilers for Quicksand, they fix their marriage at the end. Yay! And I was Yay. like, double thumbs down. You both should have drowned in the in the quicksand. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm I'm. It, there was a while where Shutter was on a roll with like the Dark and the Wicked and Watcher yeah. and and Marink, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. And then. The last like five months have just been like, oh, Friday, Shutter Original, garbage, garbage, garbage. Like it's just, yeah. And I don't know if it's their curatorial staff or who they're like, the person who's buying movies, but I don't know, man. Like, Mm. not not doing well. So Quicksand, definitely don't watch. It's a definitely, uh, yeah, it's like a one and a half star. I feel like people (laughs) underestimate how hard writing two people like just talking is. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's so much conversation about, like, this will be, like, a really easy production and, like, you know, all we'll have one location and it'll just be these two people. And I'm like, that's really, really hard to write. Yeah. Like, you know, you have no set pieces to, like, distract from these two characters. Like, oof, that's tough. Yeah. And um, then, you know, going off of something like the Moorhead and Benson films where you just have two people that understand what they're doing yeah and have a solid premise and i'm like it's just it's just night and day so um yeah yeah quicksand stay away stay away it's interesting we have like a good through line going through here i know um you're gonna continue it uh well let me see if i can i'm like not with the one i had lined up but um (laughs) yeah no uh i mean i can't come back from something being terrible but sure i watched a movie uh that has been on my list for eight years holy shit and that's the lobster by yorgos Yorgos lanthimos um Mm. who like i love but like it occurs to me i have seen very little of his yeah filmography um sure and the lobster is one of those ones that like was curious to me when it first came out in 2015 um starring colin farrell and rachel weiss um, and like a bunch of other people that I didn't realize were in this movie at all. Yeah. Um, I think I watched a trailer for it back in 2015 and not since. Um, sure. <laughs> but uh, I mean, Olivia Coleman's in this, John C. Riley's in this, uh, Lewis Du, um, Ben Winshaw. Like it's like pretty stacked cast. Um, Heavy hitters too. And it's a weird ass movie. <laughs> classic um, Yorgos. <laughs> classic Yorgos. The biggest praise I feel like I can give this movie is I got to the end of it and they all have a very strange way of speaking in this movie. Yeah. And I got to the end of it and then I went and I had a conversation with my wife mm. and I was like, why are you talking like that? And she was just talking normally. Yeah. But like I was so pulled into that world. And so like, like I believe so much that that's just how people talked. 
You yeah. know, and it was my set. It was my Saturday seven a.m. movie. Oh, so you started so, like, the day. <laughs> I hadn't talked to anybody that day, and it was like it really pulled me in. And I was just like, "Oh, that's not real life," which I think is like actually a really intense like vote of confidence um, in that movie. Yeah. the The ending kind of left me a little bit wanted, but like I would say yeah. two thirds of it, I was locked in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I'm so glad I finally, finally watched it. I've been scrolling by it on Max for like years mm-hmm. and be like one day, one day. And I finally was like, no, I'm doing it today. So, click. Yes. There you go. So I got to get uh killing of a sacred deer done now too. Mm, um, so good. You seen um, dog tooth. I have seen dog tooth and I've seen the favorite. Oh, the favorite. Um, so good. Oh, yeah. the new one too. Poor things coming out with Poor things uh, coming soon. Emma yeah. stone. Like mm-hmm. I'm ready. Oh, and Mark awesome. Ruffalo and Willem Dafoe and yes, you know, <laughs> again, oh, like, again, a thousand crazy. Like, yeah, it's so bizarre that his stuff is so weird. Yeah, but like he lives with this like top tier talent. That all are like, know? yes, please, like let me be in yeah. your movie. Like, I don't know what the one with Emma Stone is about, but it looks weird. And I'm like, they're yeah. all going for it a hundred percent. Love it. So I don't know if that's really a good jump, uh, quicksand to uh, the lobster, but lobster sand. I don't know. There's something there. <laughs> Brock lobster. Lobsters B-52s. live in the sand. Yeah. Um, well, I have nothing coming up for this one, so I'm just going <laughs> to be out with it. And uh, I watched this movie called The Villainous, which mm-hmm. uh, is a South Korean action thriller that I had never heard of. I just like. I was flipping around. I think I saw it. Um, it was on Prime. Just like it was, like re- recommended to me because of the things sure. I'd watched. And um, this movie is a wild fucking time. And the thing that I'll say, because before I get into like this actual review, it's too complex for its own good. Because mm. it definitely feels like uh, The Raid or John Wick or a film like that where it's a little bit thin on plot and it's more about the martial arts and the action set pieces. Sure, This is like both because this starts with, no joke, a 12-minute wonder at the beginning of the film where yeah. this woman is going between POV, Hardcore Henry style, like, you know, gun mm. fu to she gets her head smashed into a mirror and the camera moves out from there and then you're in a two shot of them and then it goes into this wild, you know, Chad Stahelski, John Wick, like almost like Kingsman-esque, like the camera's hmm. swinging all over the place as she's just beating people like uh, like with a sword and all of this stuff. And it is like, it. I don't even know how to describe it. It's just like this kinetic energy that is almost too much. And that's mm-hmm. kind of where my problem is with the with the action and the plot. It's like going for too much at the same time. Mm-hmm. Like everything. Needs editing. Yeah, it needs editing, but I don't want to sway people from watching it because I was sure. entertained the entire time. Like when I started the film, I was like, oh, we're in for something special here. And that's kind of all I can say about it. It is it is like one of the wildest like martial arts films I've ever seen hmm. um, that has a really compelling story. And in the third act, you kind of, it almost tries to go for like an old boy thing. Like you can see all of the influences on this yeah. director's sleeve, but not in an, not in a way that doesn't work. I don't know. It's a weird film to talk about because there's a lot I loved about it, but there's just some stuff that I'm like, this isn't, this almost isn't a movie, you know, it's almost like an amalgam of like a bunch of, 
ideas stuck together mm. and like almost feels like it's too in love with its own like design. <laughs> but that being said, I'd love to see more of this than more of like generic life sure. is soulless stuff. So I don't know. The villainous, it is like two hours, so I'll give you that. But it is wild. Just watch the first 10 minutes and you'll be like, oh, okay. Interesting. Okay. Very I'll add it to interesting. My watch list. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, yeah, I don't, it's on Prime. So nice. Nice. Uh, looks like it's on Peacock too. Oh, hell yeah. Um, Peacock. I want, so I just, sidebar, I just like yeah. read a book about HBO. Like, oh. I want a book about Peacock. I want to know what is going on there that they have like such crazy first releases mm-hmm. and such a weird ass full on back catalog. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I, I see things on Peacock way more than I see them on Netflix. 100%. It's yeah. weird. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Ooh, I have two two directions I could go to keep the thread going. Um, all right, yeah. So I I rewatched a movie, um, mm. but I convinced Jess finally to watch it, um, and that is a South Korean film called Parasite. Jess had never seen Parasite, really. No, no. It was one of those like when we were back in 2019 when it was like um, coming, you know, all the thing was around it i tried to get her to watch it but and she wanted to but it became a thing where i was just like doing it yeah Um, yeah but uh man i had forgotten how insanely good this movie is yeah like it's so tightly made it's like the energy in it is so never-ending almost yes but also when it does end it stops dead and then it picks back up like i don't know i mean bong Joon ho's like ability to like just shift gears and go in a completely different direction is insane um yeah and like like you get to the end of that movie and you're like yeah this movie is 100 a five-star movie like there's yeah. no there's no arguably no like issue that you could have with this movie that you can't just kind of be like i mean it's not really that big of a deal i guess you know, like right it's you'd like have to go to not bat an issue. on small things to yeah. like make an argument against this movie it's crazy yeah like no doubt best picture of 2019 (laughs) yeah like hands down like nothing like yeah i don't know it was fun to watch it again i haven't revisited it i don't think i think it's weird because it's one of those things that i was that like that was kind of the thing in my head i was like you know this is a uh not a movie that you have to revisit right now um but it's been five years yeah and i didn't remember a lot of it i mean like you remember like all of the the big stuff but like sure yeah um there's things here and there that are like just not major plot points that you remember and you're like, oh my God, that was so great. Yeah. Ooh, so. I need to rewatch. Where did you watch it? Did you rent it? It's on. It's on Max? I feel like it is. Yes, Max. Okay. I'm going to need to fire that up soon because I've been meaning to, honestly. I mean, um, it's amazing. Just like I'm on the letterbox here for Parasite and like all of the ratings for my friends. There's nothing under four stars, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's only one that's four stars versus <laughs> five stars higher. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or four and a half. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Four and a half or five. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's parasite. Like it's yeah, absolutely top tier modern cinema. It is. Uh, you said you watched it with Jess this time. Yeah. What did she think? She thought it was great. She yeah. thought I like, I don't know really what she expected from it. Um, but <laughs> I don't think she expected, uh, 
what it ends up being. <laughs> sure. How do you even describe uh, Parasite to someone? Like, I don't even know. <laughs> it's true. It's like, I don't know. And I, yeah. I remember watching it originally and being like, this is not what I, I like, I remember watching it originally and thinking it was like, um, going to be some kind of like sci-fi thing. Like there right. were going to be par- like bugs involved right. or something. And then it's just like an insane movie about this insane yeah. family. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, I got to check Parasite out again. Shout out oh, Bong Joon-ho, so one of our best living directors straight it's up. It's true. It's true. Um, and shout out that like you 100% forget that you're reading the subtitles after like oh, 10 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Like immediately you're like, oh, I'm just yeah. so gripped by what's going yeah. on here. Yeah. And I, as I somebody. Like, I, I, I checked in like with my brain at one point in it and I was like. I'm reading the subtitles like out of my peripherals at this right. point. Yes. Like I'm like, it's like enough that I'm like watching it and just kind of like, I guess you can't see what my eyes are doing, but like, yeah, you know, just like a little bit down. Like just barely. Like, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> oh, I love that so much. Some film critic basically was said like Bong Joon-ho is one of those filmmakers who's incapable of crafting a bad frame. Like, yeah, you are just so drawn in by everything that's going on it, with with his filmmaking. It's just like in his direction, well, and there's, actors like oh my god, and it's not even just like one language. There's like no. things where it's like oh hey, I'm gonna throw in just like a little hint of surrealism there for you, right? You know what I mean? Like this memory that we're gonna talk about, like is just existing in this frame, right? You know what I mean? I'm thinking specifically of um. Uh, the kid's cake when they're talking about his like first birthday and yes. he's like we have we got a cake and there's like a cake on the ground behind her and i'm like oh we're just like staying here we're not right. like you know flashing back right yeah now. it's crazy it's genius it's straight such up an genius. incredibly good movie um speaking of genius i saw mission impossible dead reckoning part one and yeah the <laughs> <laughs> oh my god um Written and directed by Christopher McQuarrie, who I have come to realize everyone calls McHugh, which I love. I just love that. Um, All right. Starring Tom Cruise and Haley Atwell and Ving Rames and Simon Pegg and Rebecca Ferguson, and the list goes on and on and on. Uh, this is the seventh Mission Impossible film and is half of the f- finale, I guess. I don't really know what they're calling it. I don't think it's a finale. I, I doubt it. <laughs> Tom Cruise has said time and time again that he will make these until he dies if they let him. And he probably will, yeah. uh, especially given what he does in this film. Um, this movie is sick, dude. There's no, there's no two ways about it. And I, you know, I've seen a lot of kind of criticism about how, like, it doesn't quite reach the highs of the other Mission Impossible films. But I think what this movie does is it kind of ch- turns over a new leaf because mm. this one is borderline a comedy. Like, it is mm. so funny and so antic and so like um like there's this different energy going on where you still have those thrilling moments but even in the major set pieces some of them are based around a joke like straight up like some of the john wick uh set pieces were based around a joke too and it works because i think at this point reinventing the wheel isn't really something that can happen aside from the big set piece, which Tom Cruise does. Everything else is spy thriller. Like that's all you can do. So let's juice it by one adding Haley Atwell who makes this fucking movie. Well, Haley Atwell and Palm Clemente, which I'll get to in a moment, but Hmm. Haley Atwell, like her energy going off of Tom Cruise 
is yeah. perfect because he can be a little self-serious in these films and she's just like, nah, I'm a shit talker. I'm someone who's <laughs> trying to get away from you the whole time yeah. and I'm a thief and I'm good at like sleight of hand. And it's like, it works so well. Um, and I'm not going to tell you anything about the plot because the trailer doesn't tell you anything about the plot and I was pleasantly surprised, but the film is very, very 2023, even though it was clearly written like four years ago. It is sure. like today, this is a problem. Um which was really cool. And I don't know, what more can you want? I mean, I was blown is away. It, um, <laughs> is it very openly a part one of two? It I is know when you saw um, Spider-Verse across the Spider-Verse, you were like, this is very much the first part. Is this in the same vein or is this standalone? This could stand alone. Like as a film, it completes like there's three acts and it completes sure. although there is a much bigger story happening that is very much like this is a part one of two um okay but man and i know we all saw that sequence of him flying off the the, mm -hmm. the ramp and we everyone in the theater knew it was coming but when it happened McQuarrie does something which is genius. All the sound cuts out. There's no music. There's no anything. And you could hear a fucking pin drop in that theater, man. And I was in the Dolby. <laughs> people were holding their breath. And aside yeah. from two people that I could hear in different parts of the theater going, oh, my God. Everyone was dead silent. I'm like, that's the power of these types of blockbusters where yeah. you're just... You, we knew we've seen this sequence already and we all still were like jaws on the floor. Yeah. this He's doing this right now. So... Is it the greatest Mission Impossible movie? No. But if this kind of movie could be the golden standard for what big budget blockbusters, mm -hmm. I can see the $250 million on the screen in this. Like yeah. everywhere, plastered across the film. Um, if that could be the standard, I'm cool with it because this movie was so much fun. And um, yeah. Better or worse than Top Gun? I think it's worse than Top Gun, but I don't know why. Top Gun's okay. like more of a cohesive movie, I think. Sure. But I had so much fun. Top Gun fun. doesn't have uh, six, six movies of baggage to bring Exactly, to exactly. Um, oh, and shout out Palm Clementif, dude. So she's in, obviously, in Guardians as Mantis, and she's in this mm -hmm. movie as like a henchman. She is maybe my favorite performer living right now. Ooh, she nice. is so good at her range. I'm just like, she shows up and I'm like, let's go. She kicks so much ass in this movie. It's so cool. So yeah, Dead Reckoning Part 1, thumbs up. Go see in a theater if you can. Um, yeah, eagerly awaiting Part 2.